is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. No, I'm not going to talk about Kanye West. Am I the only person in America who cares less about him, Mr. Producer? I'm the only one. Hey, did you hear Kanye West? He supports Trump. I could care less. I could care less. And tomorrow... Or the next day, or next year, maybe he won't. Does this affect any of you? Doesn't affect me. I want to congratulate Mr. Pompeo, our new Secretary of State. He's going to be terrific. He's going to be absolutely terrific. Now we have a very strong foreign policy team. Tillerson replaced by Pompeo, that's important. Bolton replaces McMaster, that's important. It's a very solid team considering what the world looks like today. And despite what the Code Pink Republicans say uh, and others, the fact of the matter is we are not the aggressors. We're not the imperialists. We're not the colonialists. We're America. We're trying to protect ourselves, protect our areas of influence, protect our allies as our allies are to be working with us. That's the way it works. And that's a good thing, not a bad thing. The uh, Senate Judiciary Committee today was not talking about Kanye West. The Senate Judiciary Committee today voted a bill out of the committee, 14 to 7, with a whole bunch of Republicans voting for it to protect Special Counselor Mueller. The same day that Attorney General Sessions said that, uh, in so many words, he's concerned that the Mueller investigation has, you know, moved on to areas that perhaps it shouldn't have. He said, look, I think the American people are concerned and the president's concerned. He's dealing with France and North Korea and Syria and taxes and regulations and border and crime every day, and I wish... This thing needs to conclude. So I understand its frustrations, and I understand the American people's frustrations. Wow. That's amazing. So in response to that, from the Attorney General of the United States, or simultaneous with that, the Senate Judiciary Committee, which is controlled by the Republicans, vote to protect Robert Mueller. This from Mediaite, the Senate Judiciary Committee has approved a bill that is designed to protect the special counsel investigating the Trump campaign and its ties to Russia. What ties to Russia? Its ties to Russia? What ties to Russia? The bill was written as a result of concern that Donald Trump would fire special counsel Mueller in an attempt to stymie the Russian investigation. Now, let's just play this out rationally. If Trump did fire Mueller, which I don't think he should... How would that stop the Russia investigation? How would that stop the Russia investigation? Somebody else would pick up the cudgel and continue to investigate Russia. Of course, not Hillary Clinton and not the DNC and not Fusion GPS. 
where all the fingerprints are. The DNA is everywhere with them, but no. Mueller and his team write Mediate are currently interested in interviewing Trump to determine whether the president engaged in obstruction of justice. Why don't they interview Hillary Clinton to see if she engaged in collusion, conspiracy, obstruction? Giuliani had a meeting with Mueller, and he came out of there really quite furious. Quite furious. Anyway, the 14-7 to 7 vote in favor of the bill was divided mostly on party lines. All the Democrats vote yes, of course. Four Republicans voted in favor. The chairman, Chuck Grassley, Jeff Flake, who is really an outlier, absolutely a, uh, a, a, a menace, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, a rhino, Lindsey Graham, sort of a crackpot of South Carolina. Now let me repeat what I've said before, because apparently most of these people in the Senate Judiciary Committee are lawyers. Chuck Grassley is not, but Jeff Flake is, and Top Tillis is, is my understanding, Lindsey Graham is. But they're apparently illiterate when it comes to the law and the Constitution. So let me repeat. The Senate, the House of Representatives, together, Congress has no power to stop a president of the United States from firing the special counsel. None. No power whatsoever. It's called separation of powers. Congress cannot pass a statute ordering the president not to fire the special counsel or tying his hands on what conditions he must comply with in order to file a subordinate employee of the executive branch. You can imagine if Congress had that power the destruction to the constitutional order, the destruction to the executive branch. One branch telling another branch how it can populate itself or who it must keep. Preposterous, absolutely preposterous. Number two, as I've said a hundred times, they're going to pass a statute and send it to the president to sign. So the president's going to sign a statute that is not only unconstitutional, but bars him from firing Mueller, even though he's not of the mind to do so, if the president signed that bill, he'd be doing enormous damage to the presidency and future presidencies. So we have Congress, members collectively, acting like tyrants. You know, Thomas Jefferson, I paraphrase, famously said once, you can have a dictatorship of the many. That is a legislature. And apparently Chuck Grassley, Lindsey Graham, Tillis, Flake, have no problem with the dictatorship of the many. Number three, can you imagine if the President of the United States issued an executive order and said, I have the power to determine who the chief of staff is for every United States senator and the conditions in which they can fire them? Wouldn't that be ridiculous? It'd be absurd. And number four, from a policy position today, look what these senators did on the Senate Judiciary Committee. They are trying, they are trying to ensure that Robert Mueller will continue to have absolute unchecked power despite the fact he's never stood for office, despite the fact he's never been confirmed for office, that he's nothing more 
than an appointee of the Deputy Attorney General of the United States. So what the Senate Judiciary Committee did today is absolutely appalling. It's grotesque. Mr. Mueller doesn't need to be protected. Mr. Mueller shouldn't be protected. Mr. Mueller is on a jihad. He is pursuing a coup against the President of the United States. He had no collusion. Now he's looking at process crimes. There are no process crimes. There are no process crimes. Not against the President. If he wants to fire the FBI director, he's free to do so. The FBI director isn't even in the Constitution. The president is. Even if he were to say to the FBI director, I do not want you investigating Lieutenant General Michael Flynn any further, which he did not say, nor did he take a single step to prevent it. That still would not be obstruction of justice because we're not talking about a criminal setting. We're not talking about a criminal setting. We're talking about a constitutional setting. He's president of the United States. The only power Congress has is the impeachment power. That's it. And I've heard even some of my friends say that's purely political. You can probably you can impeach anybody for anything. No. That's not the reason for that provision in the Constitution. That's not the debate that was had in Philadelphia at the Constitutional Convention. And they relied very much on the notion of impeachment as they studied the issue in Europe, in Parliament, in Britain, and so forth and so on. So there is a construct, there is an intent behind the impeachment clause in the United States Constitution. To simply dismiss it and say, yeah, they can do whatever they want at any time. That's to give credence or credibility to a Congress that is out of control. Now, Congress wants to protect Robert Mueller, but Congress doesn't want to do what Congress is supposed to do, which is what? Balance the budget, secure the border, properly fund the military. Republicans in Congress, repeal Obamacare, and on and on and on. These are easy votes for members of Congress. Now, why did they do that? Well, in the case with a guy like Tom Tillis, he did it because he's very, very concerned that if Trump would fire Mueller, he might be swept up in a loss when he comes up for election. So all these people are self-serving, all of them. Flake is doing it because he hates Trump. He just assumed Mueller, say, Trump obstructed justice in order to justify his lousy pointless career why would Grassley do it because Grassley is eccentric he's odd in many respects just like his junior buddy there Lindsey Graham so even Jeff Sessions raised concerns today about Mueller the length of his investigation and the breadth of his investigation and at the same time the Senate Judiciary Committee decides you know what we need to protect Mueller not the Constitution not the rule of law but Mueller They're a disgrace. I wonder what Conway West thinks about this. Would you ask him, Mr. Producer? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, 
this really is the real echo chamber here. Remember last week, Mr. Producer, maybe it was Monday, I said, nobody's covering this Joy Reid matter. Now it's everywhere. Now it's everywhere. And I think some conservatives or pseudo-conservatives actually believe if they don't talk about it much or they dismiss it, that the left won't attack them if something's found in their background. They're sorely, sorely confused about this. The left is about destroying us and them. That is, these these other conservative and pseudo-conservative hosts. There is no peace with the left. There's no peace with the left. So Jeff Sessions today says this thing needs to conclude, meaning the Mueller investigation, and four Republicans join all the Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee saying, no, Mr. Mueller needs to be protected. So if Mr. Mueller wants to investigate what? Another 15 years? That's okay? How stupid is this? I have a question for the members of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Not for the Democrats, because collectively they have an IQ of negative 71. No, for those four Republicans. I have a question. Why didn't you ask Mr. Rosenstein? I mean, you are the Senate Judiciary Committee. Why didn't you ask Mr. Rosenstein how it is that he never recused himself? Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rosenstein wrote a memo recommending that Jim Comey be fired. Nobody accuses Mr. Rosenstein of obstruction of justice. Nobody accuses Mr. Rosenstein of a conflict of interest in overseeing Mr. Mueller's investigation. How does he escape with clean hands other than the fact that he has known Mueller and Comey's for forever as well? The Senate Judiciary Committee, including those four Republicans, apparently have no interest in them, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. They want to protect Mr. Mueller. These four Republicans, uh, a.k.a. Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee, who want to protect Mr. Mueller, are they not aware of Mr. Mueller's role in the anthrax case when he was FBI director? How he destroyed a man and his family and perhaps another man? Driving him to suicide? Does that concern? Apparently not. They want to protect Mr. Mueller. How about the Whitey Bulger case in Boston? My buddy Howie Carr is all over that. Alan Dershowitz from Boston, he's all over that. We're four innocent men who did not do the hits that they were convicted of. Rotted in jail for years and years. Two of them died there. Mr. Mueller not only did nothing, nothing, but Many have accused him of doing more than nothing. That is, of allowing the situation, of insisting that the situation remain status quo. So why does Mr. Mueller have this reputation? It's because he, like Comey and Rosenstein, have spent most of their lives, most of their careers, working the media, working the social networks, working the politicians. It's quite an incestuous Incestuous thing, and I'll, I'll prove it to you further. Patrick Fitzgerald demonstrated himself to be a hitman. He's the one. He's the one who went after Scooter Libby. Patrick Fitzgerald. An innocent man who had done nothing substantively or procedurally. Process crime. 
to deserve the treatment that he got. Mr. Fitzgerald knew who the leaker was. Richard Armitage, deputy, secretary of state, to Colin Powell. Colin Powell knew who the leaker was. They all kept their mouths shut. They sent a, a, New, York, <laughs> excuse me, a New York Times reporter to jail for like three months. And she said she was misled about Scooter Libby's role or the lack thereof by the prosecution. So wouldn't you know, Mr. Comey hires Mr. Fitzgerald. As Mr. Comey faces a referral to the Inspector General's office at the Department of Justice for potential leak prosecution. Now we find out even more. Mr. Comey not only leaked memos to his buddy, the law professor at Columbia, but apparently he hired the, he, he hired the guy in hopes of getting around any questions about turning government memos that he wrote about the President of the United States, which in fact did include certain classified information, turned it over to his law professor buddy. Now, I've heard people say on TV, well, that shows that Comey can't be prosecuted. He gave it to an employee. Ah. But maybe the law professor can as well. Because he's the one who leaked at least some of them, correct? As a government employee. I'll be back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit. But most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. The Mark Levin Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Let me repeat my last point so the backbenchers can figure it out, which is this. If, in fact, Comey gave employment, an FBI job, to his professor friend at Columbia. First, I would like to know exactly what work the professor did for his pay. Pretty sleazy Comey, by the way. Then he leaks to this guy, and this guy leaks to the New York Times. Comey rejects the idea that these documents, original or copies, belong to the government. He's a fool. Uh, he has to say that, because he knows he will have, he will have pilfered um, FBI files you don't get to write memos, put them in the file on government time, on government uh, equipment, about government matters, and just say, uh, I always expected it to be personal. Who cares what you expected? Absolutely nothing to do with it. has nothing to do with it. It's the law. And I'm sure the Senate Judiciary Committee 
uh, with the Republicans in the lead, will soon pass a statute making that clear, and then I think we'll ask Conway West what he thinks, too. Anderson Cooper last night on CNN interviewing Comey. You know, any author would kill to have all these interviews. This just shows... Did, this article, Comey, threw a book party before we get to this. This is from the Washington Compost. James Comey threw a book party for all his friends in the media. Half the country hated him, writes Ben Terrace, for how he handled the FBI investigation of Hillary Clinton. The other half cannot stand him for his cutting commentary on President Trump. So who's left to show up when Jim Comey hosts a book party in Washington, D.C.? Members of the media, of course. See, this guy has hooked up 14 different ways with the media. It's true. He's hooked up with the media. That's the way it is. All right, Anderson Cooper on CNN last night. Cut one, go. You did leak memos. I mean, is it okay for somebody at the FBI to leak something, an internal document, even if it's not classified? Isn't that leaking? Well, there's a whole lot wrong with your question, Anderson. First, I didn't leak memos. I asked a friend to communicate the substance of one unclassified memo. Whether you... (laughs) Wait a minute. That's hilarious. Maybe he'll ask what the definition of is is. Go ahead. Unclassified memo to the media, and I was really important. I was a private citizen. I was not an FBI employee. It has nothing to do with your status as a private citizen. As a matter of fact, that would cut against you as a matter of law. As a private citizen, you stole government property and then leaked it. What a moron. Go ahead. Document. It was a document you had written while you were FBI director. That, that is a leak. I mean, if you tell somebody, don't give them the document, but tell right. them what's in the document, that's still a leak, no? Well, not to get tangled up in it, I think of a leak as an unauthorized disclosure of classified information. Really? That's I, it? That's, that's, a, that's how I thought about it as FBI director. We investigated leaks. So unauthorized when, disclosures. In your memo, when you said... Uh, that when I, the by the way, said, I, kudos to Anderson Cooper as far as this goes. Because he's right. He understands the law better than Jim Comey. Go ahead. You're to find leakers and would like to nail one to the door as a message. I said that. Shouldn't you be nailed to the door then? I mean, aren't you a leaker? Aren't you a leaker? I mean, you you gave up a document that was released to the New York Times, information from that document released to the New York Times. I know you say it's not classified, but you're plenty of people leak non-classified information to reporters and the White House and the FBI gets upset about it. FBI gets upset when people make unauthorized disclosures of protected information. There was nothing. No, no, no. Wait a minute, pal. You're getting caught in your own web of lies. You told the president of the United States you're not a leaker and you don't do weasel things. You didn't say to the president of the United States, I don't leak classified information and I don't do weasel things related to classified information. So even if we accept your premise, which we don't, but for argument's sake, even if we accept your premise, you're a legal, a leaker. Go ahead. This it wasn't classified, it wasn't privileged. So when you it's were also, FBI director, on, it's also in my book. So when you were FBI director, wait a somewhere... minute, it's in his book. So he's citing himself. Go ahead. Your team had given uh, had given a friend documents that they were writing that that you were involved with, and said, "Oh, you could just tell the New York Times what's in this document." You wouldn't have had a problem with that. Well, depending on what was in the document. But even if, if it's was not it was protected information, was it investigative information? Was it classified right, stop. information? It's protected information. Listen to his phraseology. He's not even a good lawyer. It's 
It's protected information. It's so protected that he didn't leak it directly. He leaked it through his straw man, the professor, because he didn't want to get caught. But then he didn't want to commit perjury when he was asked if he leaked in front of the, in the, in front of the congressional committee. So he leaked it. He knew he shouldn't leak it. It's protected information because it's not his property, and it's information relating to the President of the United States on his say-so. So even based on the argument he makes, he's a leaker. He's Mr. Depends. Go ahead. And jury information. So I guess I'm surprised that you only think leaks, officially a leak is something that's classified. Yeah, the reason I hesitate is that's how I think about it as a matter, as a lawyer and as the director of the FBI in practice. Really? Well, you ought to be thinking about it that way as a defendant, as far as I'm concerned. And Anderson Cooper's on to it. Everybody's on to this. Let's hope the IG gets this straight. Tell me, when Comey was the United States attorney for the Southern District in New York, did he accept any explanations from Martha Stewart? Who went to prison really for nothing? Did they accept an explanation from Dinesh D'Souza in the Southern District of New York when that jerk was the U.S. attorney, Bara, whatever his name is? What is his name, Rich? Baharaharaha. Preet Bahara, whatever. Of course not. How about Mr. Fitzpatrick? What's his name? Fitzgerald. Patrick Fitzgerald. That jerk. That's right. Former U.S. attorney for, uh, for Chicago. What the hell kind of bug is that, anyway? Caught him across the table, anyway. Definitely a Democrat. Anyway, uh, go ahead. It's applied to a broad range of things, so I totally get it. I intentionally gave this information to a friend, intending that it be out in the media. I wanted it to get out in the media. Right. As a private citizen, I could do that and did that, just as I've written about it in my book. You make no sense. If you wanted to get it out to the media as a private citizen, why would you give it to your friend to give it out to the media? This guy, he's a serial liar, and he's not very good at it. Sounds like Ted Kennedy, a Chappaquiddick. Now, think it through logically, folks. Just because he's a private citizen has nothing to do with the nature of the documents. The documents are the documents. Whether he's a private citizen, a government official, the man from the moon, it doesn't matter. Whether he's serving in government or in the private sector, he has no right to that material. Number one, it's not his. It's the government's. All right. Go ahead. All right, let's do another, shall we? Cut two, go. I hear this term, deep state, all the time, and there's no deep state, but there is a deep culture and a commitment to the rule of law, equal protection of the laws. Uh, Get off your high horse. Get off your high horse. Your deputy is under investigation now. There is a criminal referral on your deputy. Is that somebody who values the Constitution? Two other people, under your management, Stroke and Page, had to be removed from significant positions in the FBI. Had to be moved because the IG found their texts. Not you, genius. They had to be moved. Is that the values 
that they were upholding in our Constitution? How about you, you jerk, with your leaks? Well, I'm a private citizen. I don't care. You took government documents as a private citizen and distributed them, and you didn't want your DNA anywhere near them. Everybody knows what you did. Go ahead. Fundamental values that are at the core of our Constitution that runs really deep in the FBI, the Justice Department as a whole. Now, let's stop here. Let's stop here. This man has done more damage to the FBI's reputation than any former director of the FBI. And don't give me J. Edgar Hoover. For all the attacks on J. Edgar Hoover, for all the wrong conduct of J. Edgar Hoover, he built that institution. Comey built nothing. Nothing. Fact of the matter is, Comey has done more damage to the reputation of the FBI in the eyes of the American people than anyone I can conceive of. More than any foreign power. More than any domestic enemy. And then he wraps himself in the patriotic, heroic men and women of the FBI claiming claiming that when we talk about a deep state, we're talking about them. Of course we're not talking about them. We're talking about him and McCabe and Stroke and Page and Clapper and Brennan and Susan Rice and on and on and on and Lynch and Holder. And the rest of the malcontents. Go ahead. Intelligence community, the United States Wait a military. Minute. What does uh, Kanye West think about this? I need to know what Kanye West thinks about this. How about the whole Kardashian family? Go ahead. It is the ballast that gives me comfort. And I hope it should give all Americans comfort. But that can be damaged in significant ways. I don't think any president serves long enough to destroy that, to flip that oh, ship Oh, now it's the president's fault. The president's fault. You know, you'll get whiplash listening to this guy, Jennifer so fair. He was asked about his leaks. And now we're on to the president. I would love to be a prosecutor in his case and question him. And question him. Can you imagine? I want to question you for obstruction. I want to question you for obstruction. That's all. No problem. Just come in. Let's have a little visit, a little chat. Nothing to fear. If you're in it, as the great Trey Gowdy once said, if you're in, if you're innocent, why not? If you're innocent, why not? If you didn't rob the bank, then come on in and let's talk about it. Go ahead. But if we are silent, tremendous damage will be done that will take us this time guy thinks to he's Thomas Paine. What a schmo. Now, if we're silent, silent, you're a leaker. You're a leaker. Go ahead. There's no deep state, but you talk about a deep culture. It doesn't sound that much different. I mean, a deep culture, which, you know, has ways of doing things and believes it is the right way of doing things. Isn't that some of what President Trump was elected now to let's shake stop right there. That is a good question. Anderson. What's wrong with you? What happened? Oh, I know you'll you'll lurch back to the usual. But anyway, go ahead. Absolutely not. I'm talking about a culture of commitment to the rule of law oh. and to the values enshrined in our Constitution. Well, that- I don't know. When it comes to the rule of law and the values enshrined in our Constitution, the first name that comes to my mind is Jim Comey. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, Jim Comey. He's defending the Constitution. What is it? And uh, Kanye West, that's correct. Go ahead. 
at the heart of the United States military and the intelligence community and the law enforcement community. No one, I hope, voted for him with the idea that he would destroy those values. And so He's that's not what destroying I- those values, moron. You are. By the way, they say he sold 750,000 books. I don't know if that's true or not, but you figure he's making about a little over four bucks a book. So he's made $3 million off of his BS. What I'm worried about, the, uh, of course, the values in our Constitution and so forth and so on. Making a quick buck. He's an opportunist. He's exploited a situation. Mark, don't you make money? Listen, I don't exploit people. I don't write about people I've worked with. This guy is one book and out. And that's why he's getting all this publicity from the media. Go ahead. Deep culture. It's a culture that we should celebrate. Ah, shut up, you idiot. We don't need lectures from you about the culture. Now, now you're going to laugh. This will be very funny. James Comey, cut three. Go ahead. I'm not a Republican. Uh, I've been... Oh, really? He's not a Republican. Well, go figure. Go figure. What is he? He was slobbering all over Obama. Remember that? That's in his book. My wife would be very upset if I didn't tell you how much I love you, Barack. What an honor it was for you to appoint me and to work with you. What an honor it was to be your lapdog. What an honor it was to cover up for Hillary Clinton. What an honor it was to unleash the dogs against Trump. You have no idea how much my family loves you. He's not a Republican. Who knew? Start at the top, please. Cut three. Go. I'm not a Republican. Uh, I've been embarrassed and ashamed by the way the Republican Party has abandoned one of the two things that led me to consider myself a Republican in the 1980s when Ronald Reagan was president. I was attracted by... Oh! Oh! He's a Reaganite now. How about Jim Comey is a Reaganite? Which is exactly why his family was marching against Trump in that inauguration thing. You know, remember that? What was that? The Woman's March uh, Against America, whatever the hell it's called. James Comey was a Reaganite, which is exactly why Barack Obama appointed him. He wanted a Reaganite. And not only that, he appointed a Reaganite because what? Because he's not a Reaganite. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, it's been a big past few weeks for the social media elites. We're seeing these companies dealing with privacy and data issues, and we're just getting started. You know, these tech giants are using the revenue they get from you to further their liberal agendas. Are you going to sit back? Are you going to finally say enough is enough and join the platform where conservative hosts are headed in droves? When we started Levin TV, we started in my living room. Oh, it's true. We knew it was going to be a good show. How did we know? Come on, it's called Levin TV. A place where conservatives could ask the tough questions and find answers. What we didn't know was that it was going to start a revolution in conservative media. We have over a dozen of the best conservative minds, broadcasters in the country who've joined Conservative Review TV. And they work hard to make sure our subscribers see a wonderful show. And they have great staffs and great crews, and that's what it's about. Every day, we're providing a platform for conservative voices that the liberal mainstream media won't allow on their networks. We're providing a home for free thought 
in the exchange of ideas. But that means we can't get lazy and allow liberal advertisers to fund it. So we don't. Try us out for 30 days. Absolutely free. Absolutely free for 30 days. You be the judge. And use promo code LEVIN. That's L-E-V-I-N. And you'll save $10 off an annual pass. An annual pass is normally $99. So for you, it'll be $89. Have you looked at your cable bill? Your cable bill is over $100 a month. In some cases, over $200 a month. A month! We're $89 a year! Try us for 30 days absolutely free. Give us a call. 844-LEVIN-TV. We'll get you started immediately. We'll tell you how to do it, where to do it. We'll walk you right through. Look around you right now. Look around you right now. You have a handheld device, right? An Android or an iPhone and so forth and so on. Some of you have iPads, laptops, PC computers. You have a smart TV. You can watch us on Roku. We've decided to use all the platforms that are surrounding you each day. Because this is the future. And we want you to be part of it. So give us a call at 844-LEVIN-TV and we'll get you set up. 844-LEVIN-TV. Remember, mention LEVIN. You'll get 10 bucks off. And remember, 30 days absolutely free to see if you like it. I shall return. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Ladies and gentlemen, President of the United States was on Fox and Friends, and man, oh, man, is Shevitz. Spectacular. Spectacular. You know, over at the uh, New York Slimes, a writer by the name of Charles Blow, if that is his name, he hates Fox and Friends. He thinks they're stupid. He thinks they're ruling America. I happen to know... The folks over there happen to know they're very smart, they're very kind, they're very decent. They also happen to know that Mr. Blow writes for a newspaper that denied the Holocaust. I guess that makes him proud. All the writers over there, opinion writers, news writers, are fools. They work for a corporation that during the course of World War II tried to hide the genocide that was the Holocaust. The paper record, they call it. Because that's what the left does. And I don't know what Conway West thinks about that, but maybe next they'll have Joy Reid write a column over there. A column on the culture. Anyway, uh, the president was on Fox and Friends today. He was great. Now, it's early in the morning, so many of you, late in the evening or at night, may not have heard. So I want to give this some extra oomph, some voice. President on Fox and Friends today, cut four, go. Comey is a leaker and he's a liar. And not only on this stuff, uh, he's been leaking for years. 
He's probably been using his friend, the so-called professor, who now turns <laughs> out to have FBI clearance, which he never said. He even lied about that because he never said that in Congress. He said he gave it to a friend. And he gave it to well, a let's friend. Stop right to... there. He's right. Comey didn't give all the information to Congress about this guy. Go ahead. Classified information. It's all classified. It was totally classified. So he illegally, he did an illegal act, and he said it himself, in order to get a special counsel against me. So the special counsel, and by the way, and Intelligence Committee and everybody else has found no collusion. There's no collusion with me and the Russians. Nobody's been tougher to Russia right. than I am. You can ask President Putin about that. There's been nobody between the military yep. and the oil and all of the other things that I've done, the aluminum tax. They sent yep. us a lot of aluminum, and I put tariffs on aluminum Fact coming is, in. the patsies for the Russians, Obama, Biden, Hillary Clinton, and the DNC. Go right ahead. The 60 uh, people that we sent out, the 60 so-called diplomats, nobody's been tougher. Nobody's even been close to as tough as me. It's all true. Funny way of colluding, isn't it, with the Russians? Cut five, go. He says it wasn't classified. Oh, it's, well, it's totally classified. And he also leaked the memos, which are classified. Well, let's, no. let's stop a second. Comey doesn't get to unilaterally decide what is or is not classified. There's a process for that. And the inspector general will make a determination now. All I know is that when those memoranda were made public, parts of them were redacted. That is, you saw the black markings over it, so you couldn't read everything. So to the extent that Comey actually released those memos, including to his so-called legal staff, then he leaked classified information. But even beyond that, as I j just spent some time explaining, you can leak information that's not classified and it's still criminal because you've stolen information from the federal government. Go ahead. Unclassified them. And those memos were about me and they're phony memos. He didn't write those memos accurately. He put a lot of phony stuff. For instance, I went to Russia for a day or so, a day or two, because I own the Miss Universe pageant. So I went there to watch it because it was near Moscow. So I go to Russia. Now, I didn't go there. Everybody knows the logs are there, the planes are there. He said I, I didn't stay there at night. Of course I stayed there. I stayed there a very short period of time, but of course I stayed. Well, his memo said I left immediately. About, I never said that. I never said I left immediately. So he said, and you know the funny thing, he does these memos, and then fake news CNN, who's a total fake, you know, they give Hillary Clinton the questions to the debate. Nobody. Can you imagine, by the way, if you gave me the questions to a debate? They would have you out of business, yeah. and they'd have me, uh, you better get out of this campaign with that. They don't even bring it up. I'm telling you, he's right on. You know, when Trump is gone, despite what these, these pseudo-intellectual never-Trumpers say, we're going to miss the guy. Because he holds the left's feet to the fire, including those who pretend to be journalists. He really does. Where are we, Where are we Rich? Cut six. Go! He is guilty of crimes. And if we had a Justice Department that was doing their job instead of spending... It's your Justice Department, Mr. President. Mr. President, you're the Republican you're right. in charge. You're You've right. got a Republican running it. What? I, I answer this all the time. Because of the fact 
that they have this witch hunt going on with people in the Justice Department that shouldn't be there. They have a witch hunt against the president of the United States going on. I've taken the position, and I don't have to take this position, and maybe I'll change, that I will not be involved with the Justice Department. I will wait till this is over. It's a total... Uh, it, it's all lies, and it's a horrible thing that's going on, right. a horrible thing. And yet I've accomplished, with all of this going on, more than any president in the first year in our history. And everybody, okay. even the enemies and the haters admit that. He's made some excellent points. Let's continue. Cut seven, go. Iran is a real problem for this country. The president made a horrible deal. When I say the president, I'm talking about past administration, made a horrible deal, giving $150 billion, given $1.8 billion in cash, in actual cash, carried out in barrels and in boxes uh, from airplanes. It's in- inconceivable, $1.8 billion. And all they do is scream death to America, death to America. And by the way, they're not screaming it so much anymore. They were screaming it with him. They don't scream it with me. We haven't seen their little boats circling our ships in the ocean lately (laughs) because they know if they do circle the ships, they're not going to be there very longer. Right on. (laughs) Some people cringe at this. I think it's terrific. The president shouldn't talk this way. Why shouldn't he? Why shouldn't a president talk this way when there's obviously a coup attempt going on here? And he's right about what took place with Iran. One more. Last one. Cut eight. Go. First of all, we're doing very well with North Korea. And we'll see how it all comes out. Again, Brian, I'm not like Obama, where you go in and you have a Kerry, who's the worst negotiator I've ever seen. He goes in for the Iran deal. He never leaves. He should have left. He should have just left. He would have, could have made a much better deal. But so it could be that I walk out quickly. With respect, but it could be. It could be that maybe the meeting doesn't even take place. Who knows? But I can tell you right now, they want to meet. Uh, They wanted to go to the Olympics. Look, it was very, very nasty, uh, you know, with Little Rocket Man and with the buttons. And, you know, my button's bigger than everybody said, this guy's going to get us into nuclear war. Let me tell you, the nuclear war would have happened if you had weak people. We had weak people. This should have been settled long before I came into office. This is a much different ballgame than if they did it 5 or 10 or 20 years ago. Anyone disagree with that? I don't disagree with a word of that. He's trying to deal with what Obama did with the Iranians. Obama, the French, the Germans, the Chinese, the Russians, etc. The British... He's trying to deal with that. It's an absolute disaster. He's trying to deal with decades of appeasement of North Korea. Decades. He's trying to deal with the, the, the theft, the outright theft of our technology by the, uh, by the Chinese. The Chinese wouldn't have anything close to the military they have today but for stealing from us. He's trying to deal with with Russia now and Syria, again, thanks to Obama. And this is another reason, folks, why the media hate Trump. He's the anti-Obama. This is another reason why the, the entrenched Obama holdovers, including in intelligence agencies, justice, and at the FBI, are out to get Trump. This is one of the reasons they were out to get Trump. Even before Trump was president of the United States, they wanted Hillary Clinton. They wanted a third Obama term. Can you imagine what an absolute disaster that would have been? 
We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. this <laughs> I think you have actually Bill Cosby was found guilty on three counts all three counts in a courtroom in Norristown Montgomery County Pennsylvania today it's all over the internet it's all over the news you don't need me to expand on this I mean scores of women have come forward all pretty much telling the same story So uh, there you have it. Of course, they're going to appeal. There's a couple issues they can appeal on, although I don't think it's very strong. I don't think the appeal is very strong. They can appeal and argue that the, the other women that the judge allowed to testify, who talked about similar uh, behavior and similar attacks on them, uh, should not have been permitted to testify. It should have been narrowed to just focus on the the case at hand. I think that's a fairly weak argument because typically you can show a pattern, but we'll see. So maybe they can appeal on that. Um, I'm really not sure what else they can appeal on. I don't really think there is a lot more they can appeal on, but they'll think of something because that's what they're paid to do. I want to swing in a completely different direction right now. Those of you who have called and are waiting, just hang on. I'm not taking everything off the table. I just want to add one other thing. Have you heard what's going on in in China? Mr. Xi, that's an XI. Mr. Xi in China, who thinks he's Mao Zedong, which is very unfortunate for the Chinese people. Now, make no mistake about it, Mr. Xi is our enemy, as much as Mr. Putin is our enemy. I explain this and have over the years. These are not good men. They didn't get to where they are through democratic processes. They got where they are by killing people, by imprisoning people, by stealing from people, by manipulating people. So they're fascists dressed up as whatever they're dressed up as. But I want to read you something which is rather frightening. It's on CBS News, but it's on most news sites. China's social credit system. You know how you have a credit system where your credit is checked, whether you pay your bills on time, what kind of debt you have, blah, blah, blah. And you get a number. And that number stays with you. Well, Mr. Xi thought that's a great idea, but rather than apply it to credit, let's apply it to, to every citizen and how they conduct themselves vis-a-vis Mr. Xi's dictates. In some China's largest cities, a high-tech effort is underway to bust low-level offenders like jaywalkers. Cameras record them going through intersections, zero in on their face, and publicly shame them on nearby video screens. It's all part of the Chinese government's new social credit system where people's daily behavior is monitored and rated. Pretty cool, huh, Bernie Sanders? Kamala Harris? 
I think it's a good thing, one woman said. It makes people more honest. But this social credit rating goes far beyond a traditional credit score, which is based on your finances. China's version factors in everything from jaywalking to smoking on trains to buying too many video games. Now, if your score gets too low, you can be banned from buying plane tickets, renting a house, or getting a loan. I'll bet the environmentalists out there find this to be pretty cool. You know, maybe we should have this social credit rating on how much gasoline or oil you might use for your home or your car. Sure. Nearly 15 million people have already been prevented from traveling, and journalist Li Hu is one of them. He recently tried to book a flight, but of course, he was told, uh, because he was on the list of untrustworthy people, he couldn't. Now, that's the other part that I want to emphasize. He's untrustworthy. Why? Because he's not a, uh, a, a robot for the communist regime. I can't buy property. My child can't go to a private school, he said. You feel you're being controlled by the list all the time. Chinese technology firms, such as SenseTime, are helping the government's effort by developing advanced cameras. They use artificial intelligence to track just about everything. We can tell whether it's an adult, a child, male or female, said one executive with the company. Now, police in Beijing have been seen wearing glasses that can recognize faces linked to the government's national database, boosting arrests. Weifu is CEO of a company that makes the glasses, and he claims he doesn't know how the government intends to use it. I have no idea, he said. What a liar. We asked if he trusts the government with the way they're using the technology. Sorry, I can't answer this, he responded. Of course he can't. He doesn't want to get a bad score. The fear is the government will use the social credit scoring system to punish people who are not sufficiently loyal to the Communist Party. Wow, you think? I wonder what Conway West thinks. And trying to clear your name or fight your score is nearly impossible since there's no real due process. Let me make a prediction, even though I'm not in the prediction business, but it's just a rational calculation based on analyzing events. This social credit system, in one form or another, will come to the United States 20 years, 30 years, maybe after my life, but it will come to the United States. Our government is gathering data at an enormous rate. Healthcare data, financial data, communications data. They want gun lists, this list, flight lists, all kinds of lists. And the day will come. They'll call it safety and health or whatever they'll call it. Fairness and justice. Where we will be limited on how many cars we can own. We'll be limited on what types of cars we can own. What kind of families can have what type of cars depending on what their jobs are, if they have jobs, depending on how many children and grandchildren they have. They have children and grandchildren. Homes. The size of homes will be limited. For the good of the people, for the good of the environment. I mean, you don't want dirty air, do you? There's no reason why one family should live in a 4,000-square-foot home or a 5,000-square-foot home. As people like to say, they don't need it. Besides, everyone can't have it, so it's not fair. We need an equal distribution of energy. Equal. And we can't have an equal distribution of energy. And there's really no need for luxury cars. 
There's no need for Suburbans. There's no need for these vehicles. And anybody who violates all these rules, well, we'll have the IRS. You know, the IRS will determine if you purchased health care. Oh, they already do. The IRS will determine if you follow the rules or not. Something like this, not as aggressive as this, but at some point I think it will be introduced even into this country. I don't like the way these things are going. I really don't. I'll be right back. In a world of pathetic liberal potholes, he's a truck full of hot constitutional asphalt. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. You know what's Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern time, ladies and gentlemen? Anybody know here? Raise your hand. Oh, everybody raises their hands. How about 7 p.m. Pacific time Sunday? Life, Liberty, and Levin. Boy, do we have a hell of a show. It's about science, evolution, and progressivism. All in one hour. And it's going to be a discussion with a brilliant man many of you have not heard of before. And I think it's going to be compelling as hell. And I really hope you watch it so we can talk about it the following day. So please mark it on your calendar. Bookmark it. Tell your friends and family. DVR it. Is that what they say? Yes. 10 p.m. Eastern. Life, Liberty, and Levin on the Fox News Channel. 7 p.m. Pacific. I know you're going to enjoy it, and we're going to talk about it the next day because it's these are fascinating topics that are absolutely intertwined. Science, evolution, and progressivism. You know, being a mom is like a thousand little jobs, all wrapped up into one amazing responsibility. And I have such a mom. Just think about how crazy it must be switching back and forth from trauma nurse to afternoon mathematician. From organizer-in-chief to five-star chef. So this Mother's Day, show her how much you appreciate every job she does and every job she did. With this special limited-time offer from 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, when you get ahead of the Mother's Day rush, 1-800-Flowers will give you an exclusive 36 for 36 offer. Now, what is that? 36 sorbet flowers, that is roses. 36 sorbet roses for just $36. With an impressive mix of pastel shades in pink, orange, and lavender, these roses are guaranteed to make her smile. Roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak and shipped overnight to ensure freshness. You don't want to go to the grocery store at the last minute, the roses with the, with the wilting petals, and get in line and hope you... No, forget about all that. Don't put this off, guys. Order right now from 1-800-Flowers.com while it's in front of mine. And it's what mom would want you to do, isn't it? To order 36 sorbet roses. Only 36 bucks. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Now, here's the kicker. Click the radio icon and enter code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. Write that down. Order today and save at 1-800-Flowers.com, code LEVIN. 1-800-Flowers.com, code LEVIN. Well, well, well. I think it's time to take some calls. People have been waiting, actually, since the first hour. Let's see if we have some really good calls here. Here we go. I'm pulling it up right now. Here we go. Jeff, San Francisco, California, the great KSFO. Go. 
Yeah, hi, Mark. Um, Mr. Comey would have been a lot better off just giving those memos directly to the media because when he brought in his little uh, college professor buddy, that's a conspiracy. That's 793G. Two or more persons conspire to violate any of the foregone per- foregoing provisions, okay? And uh, also then what he did when he told his college professor, well, don't give him the memos, just give him a synopsis or a summary of it, that's called abstracting. That's a separate offense. No, let's slow down a second. Let me just explain to the public. Whether you're giving the exact classified information that you wrote down or some version of it is of no consequence. doesn't matter. You've still conveyed classified information. Go ahead. Correct. It's called abstracting. You gave him an abstract, a summary, a synopsis of it. Okay, that's a separate offense. Okay, when he copied it, that's an offense. When he gave it to his professor friend who was had no need to know, that's an offense. Okay, then he's also caught himself up. With now the- you're wrong. You're wrong about the latter. If if his professor f- friend had a clearance, the fact of the classified information being passed to his professor friend does not indict the professor friend. Yeah, but his professor friend had no need to know. I know. But he's the recipient. He's not the provider. It's right. different. Right. Regar- regardless, it, it, each time he did this, it's a separate offense. Every time he copied it, he gave it to someone who had no need to know. That's a separate offense. Then engaging the, se- the second person, that's a conspiracy. That's a separate if, offense. All right, pal, you're getting a little carried away. If the inspector general concludes that this was indeed classified information, forget about abstraction right now then much of the dominoes that you talk about fall into place. If the inspector general concludes, no, he scrubbed it clean and there really wasn't any classified information, they still have him. What do they have him on, sir? They've got him on on having information he had no right to have to begin with. No, that's not what they have him on. They have him on, sir, they have him on stealing government information. Theft. It's like stealing a computer. Those documents do not belong. And notice how Comey keeps saying, I was a private citizen. I assume they're mine. doesn't matter. You're a private citizen, and you took government information. When you were FBI director, you created it. You created it on FBI director time. You created it on an FBI director laptop. You put it in an FBI director file. Just because you announce you're a private citizen doesn't change the nature of the documents. Classified or not. Go ahead. I'm a private citizen now. There was a time when I was serving in the Army and military intelligence, had an an SCI code word clearance, okay? I'm no longer in the military. For 20 years after that, I couldn't release any or or abstract any of that stuff that I knew. No, you're right. That's a crime. Oh, by the way, i got to pick a bone with you. I called a week or so ago, and you said I was a liar and I never served. Oh, you're the guy. Well, you sounded a little, little, little weird. You have to admit that. What's that? You sound a little weird. You have to admit that. Well, you sound a little weird, too. All right, pal. Good to hear from you. Hmm. What did he call about? Do you remember, Rich? Oh, you remember he was an idiot. Yeah, I remember. This is like his fourth call, as a matter of fact. Well, there you have it. John, Los Angeles, California, 870 The Answer. Go. Mark, thanks. Sorry you're at the Reagan Library. appreciate all you do. You Thank know, you, sir. The special counsel should have never been appointed because there was no crime. And then That's right. gives a charge to, in, in, uh, to investigate the Russian impact on the election. 
and then he says, or anything else, so that's either limited to that or it's too broad. So is there any legal challenge at this point that could stop it? I mean, it's Well, there's like- a legal challenge. Manafort's lawyers have, have raised pretty much the point you're raising and more uh, in federal court in Washington, D.C. They're challenging it. So the president can't sue him, right? No, the president can't sue him. The guy works for the president. The president can fire him if he wants, but they've put him in a political box. These idiot Republicans. Why would the president sue his own uh, employee? Well, I, I know, but theoretically, if Congress wanted to um, challenge the scope of the independent counsel, could they do it? No. What are they going to do? I'm saying it's already, it's already teed up in federal court, and you have a lot more faith in these federal judges than I do. No, I certainly don't, Mark. I certainly don't. Because uh, they, they've made a hash of, uh, of immigration law. It's been a complete disaster. All right, John, God bless you, friend. And thanks for coming to the Reagan Library. You can never go wrong going to the Reagan Library. Bob, Columbus, Ohio, XM Satellite, go. Hey, Mark, thanks for the Let me uh, talk here for a minute. Uh, you bet. As far as James Cummey goes, this is an aside to what I, what I was going to say originally. <laughs> He's such a leaker. He should be the face for security and continence and have the pins permanently attached to his face. There you go. That would be attractive. <laughs> Beyond that, my, my original statement was I was wondering if these morons sitting up there in Capitol Hill in the Senate, especially the Republicans, realize that just because they are in Donald Trump's visit, that they could become part of this uh, Mueller rectalitis thing that's been going on up there, and he could investigate them. No, that's that's not going to happen. But look, I, I I enjoy when people get carried away. It's it's entertaining. All right, sir, thank you. Let's go to one of my favorite cities. Yes, been there twice. Tucson, Arizona. Kurt, Sirius Satellite, go. Yes, sir. Um, You struck my nerve and got me all fired up again when you were talking about um, China and their um, reporting on people's personal business, like a credit report. That's actually, um, I've actually been personally affected by that. I live on a military base. I'm retired from 26 years, but uh, there are military bases throughout the country that lease government housing that they had for the troops um, that's no longer sufficient for the troops, but still very nice housing. They lease it to retirees, and we're taking advantage of that. But it Mm -hmm. took me a year to get in because um, they ran a report. The company that's contracted to manage it, the government doesn't manage it. They took um, bids, and um, there's one company. um, No, I don't mention it, but go ahead. Yeah, and um, they they ran a report, and they said, nope, you're declined. And I said, what? Credit? My credit is fine. You know, not perfect, but it's fine. I, I don't understand. They said, nope, we can't tell you. We can tell you the company that we use. And I called the company, and they gave me the website that they use. Now, I'm, I don't really want to put the website out there because they're No, and I don't want to get into the weeds too much more. Your, your, your overall point is uh, some of this data mining and collection by the government's already occurring on people like you. Yeah, but this website actually allows people to just report on anonymous people. What I found was that my old landlord, my old landlord from back in Michigan, had actually reported some bogus stuff on me um, about how I left his house, even though he paid me my deposit back. But yet um, he, he, he went on to claim I left his house in a mess because he went on to file. Right, what, I, what I'm really talking about, sir, is the government. It's not so much giving a credit rating. It's called the Chinese called a social credit rating. And that is 
uh, whether you're sufficiently loyal to the government. You see my point? I and, understand. And so this, this is, to me, uh, when a government collects this kind of information, when checks and balances are degraded, um, I can see this sort of stuff coming through the back door. You can see it when it comes to the environmental movement and these other movements in our government, the so-called health care movement and Ob- Ob- Obamacare. And look, look who they turn over the enforcement of Obamacare to, the Internal Revenue Service. That's exactly. Uh, Kurt, thank you for your service, my friend. I shall return. Mark Levin. Have you ever taken your car in for an oil change and your mechanic finds something wrong? And surprise, you're hit with a huge repair bill. What happens when you're not covered by the manufacturer's warranty? Well, you know, you pay through the nose, as we say, out of your own pocket if you want to get it fixed. That's why I recommend extended vehicle protection from CarShield. If your car is 5,000 to 150,000 miles, CarShield can save you from paying for high repair bills. Placing your engine, replacing it, or even a simple sensor can cost thousands. Now, when you're protected by CarShield, you can have your favorite mechanic or dealership fix your car. It's your choice. CarShield also provides 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. Get covered by the ultimate in extended vehicle protection. Get CarShield. Call 800-CAR-6100 and mention code LEVIN or visit carshield.com and use code LEVIN and save 10%. That's carshield.com or 800-CAR-6100. Use code LEVIN and you'll save 10%. The deductible may apply. We have this for our uh, 2010 Camaro, the first model Camaro that came out, and I can't recommend it strongly enough. I want to encourage you to go ahead and sign up. It's 800-CAR-6100 or carshield.com, but in each case, use code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. I'm curious to know what you think about this. It's a bit parochial. It has to do with Florida, but you don't know if this sort of thing will spread to other states. This is from Fox News, Florida. Florida is known for its glistening, pristine, and free beaches. Just pick a sunny, sandy spot, and it's yours for the day. But a bill signed into law by Florida Governor Rick Scott last month is threatening to restrict access to Florida's expansive beaches, and that has residents fuming. HB 631, which goes into effect July 1, blocks local governments from passing measures allowing continued public entry to the Sunshine State's privately owned beaches, even when property owners may want to block off their land. Instead, any city or county wanting to... Uh, to do that, has to get a judge's approval first. Okay? Critics claim the legislation will put an uneasy burden on cities' court systems and accuse wealthy lawmakers of attempting to take away the public's access to Florida's world-renowned beaches. So, here's the, the issue. HB 631 blocks local governments from passing measures allowing continued public entry to the Sunshine State's privately owned beaches, even when property owners may want to block off their land. So the state is saying to the towns of the state, you can't take 
private beaches and make them available to the public if they're private beaches. Not without going to court to get some kind of court ruling. What do you think about that? Isn't it private property? If somebody purchases a house or part of a beach, isn't that private property? Does it matter if it's a beach to an ocean or a small beach to a lake? Or the coast area to a river? Does it matter? Now let's be honest, we have a massive amount of public beaches in this country. State-owned beaches, actually federally-owned beaches in many cases, town-owned beaches. Now, some of you who don't live near a beach, you might say, what the hell does that have to do with me? I'm having dinner, pasta pastrami. But it does have something to do with you. And I don't just mean as a tourist. This is, this is your quintessential, quintessential confrontation between privacy rights, excuse me, property rights, and government authority. So if people, quote-unquote, whatever that means, people want access to a beach through a private beach area, should the town or city be able to, to compel it? I say, of course not. Of course not. Where does that end? It ends nowhere. You ever deal with these towns and these cities? They're, they're a disaster. These morons who sit on these councils trying to tell everybody how to live? Think about it. Even if you don't live near a beach. Same bureaucrats, same local goons. Some of them are the worst, like these HOAs. I can't stand the HOAs. That's right, I said it. Homeowners Association. Don't represent the homeowners. You get these yentifs, these uh, yentas, sitting on these uh, committees. They've never done a damn thing in their life, and all of a sudden, they're kings and queens. Oh, you want to put a fence in your backyard? Well, fill out these 412 pages of paper. Come the second Tuesday in, uh, in uh, whenever, and you understand. So I agree with this legislation. You know, just because it's a private beach doesn't mean the public has a quote-unquote right to that person's beach. That doesn't make any sense. Again, especially since local, state, and federal governments... They control 30% of the landmass of the continental United States. Are you aware of that? And that includes a lot of the coastal areas. A lot of the coastal areas. So my view is, if you want to go to the beach, or go to the shore, whatever you want to call it, then go to one that's available to the public. That simple. Matter resolved. I'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Gloria Allred was at the Bill Cosby trial today. 
after the verdict was read, and she was out there with, I think, three or four of her clients. How does she show up in all these places? And has she ever represented a, a male? Let me be blunt. Has she ever represented a person with Ali genitalia? I don't believe so. I could be wrong. Gloria Allred doesn't talk to us anymore. Uh, since I gave her quite the tongue lashing, what? How many years ago was that, Mr. Producer? Long time ago. Yes, it was considered uh, really tremendous radio at the time. And uh, I got to give her credit. She stood in there for 15 or 20 minutes like a knucklehead. But, and I'm guessing this is why liberals won't come on their show. I was very polite with her, wasn't I, Mr. Producer? Couldn't have been more polite. That will go in the radio archives for all time. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, I don't think we can get Gloria Allred back. How about her lovely daughter, Lisa Bloom? You think we can get her? Nobody really wants her, to be honest with you. Uh, and her shenanigans that took place. So I asked, I thought was an innocent question. If somebody owns a beach, and it's a private beach, the state of Florida has passed a law, and it was signed by Governor Scott, and I agree with it, that says the localities don't have a right to take those beaches for public purposes or to allow them to be used for public purposes unless there's some kind of a court proceeding that takes place and so forth and so on. It's private property. It's not like we don't have enough public beaches here. If someone's going to public, they're all over the damn place. And by the way, that's not to say that the state can't do that. What they're saying is localities can't do it. And I'm saying that you got some lousy localities. <clears throat> you got lousy bureaucrats at the local level. I mean, you ever try and build a house? Where some jerk comes into your house and tells you how far apart the electrical outlet should be? Oh, I've had that happen. <clears throat> it wasn't very pretty. How tall your house can be, how wide your I understand zoning within reason. But like everything else, it gets out of control. Gets out of control. John, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm not sure John agrees with me on Sirius Satellite. Go right ahead, sir. Denali, it is such a pleasure to be speaking with you. You are a big fan of mine. Thank me. Pardon? Thank me. Yeah. I've got a question for you. It's really, it's, and I'm confused, and I'm hoping that you'll be able to help me out. Yes, sir, um, that's what I'm here for. I know, I know. Um, when, when, public, when the public is required or is tasked to do the beach restoration right. up and down the coastline, and some of that, I'm sure, does involve some private beaches, Right. Since the public is paying for that, should they be allowed to have access to those beaches that they have to upkeep? I don't know. Is the property owner paying, too, as a taxpayer? Um, yeah. I assume so. I, I assume so. And is that, hold on now, and is that private property owner who has a private beach also paying for the public beach restoration? Um, I believe everybody's paying for that. For right, including the person who owns a, and by a private beach, I'm not talking about a mile-long beach. I'm talking about, what, a hundred... 150 well, feet of beach, but but I'm answering your question, and notice how you got stumped. Yeah, because I, I don't know. If I'm a private property owner, I'm paying taxes for all the public activities going on. Yes. I'm paying taxes for the, the beach nourishment or renourishment 
that takes place on other beaches that I don't use. But, sir, this is the nature of taxation. It goes into a general fund, and then government redistributes wealth. Under your theory, there's never private property. Well, does the... I said under your theory, there's never private property. As long as there's a general taxation authority and general taxes are collected for, quote-unquote, the public good or, quote-unquote, the general welfare, then that's justification enough to deny somebody access or use or control over their private property. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you a question. You live in a house? Okay. Do you have a public sewer system? Uh, no. Mm-mm. Do you use the police ever? Uh, yeah, we have we have police. Yes, absolutely. And the police are there to protect you? Absolutely. Who pays for the police? We all do. We all do, including you, right? Yes, sir. So I don't have claimed anything on your property, even though I'm paying for the police, the firefighters, the sewage system, <clears throat> the road in front of your house, or anything of the sort, right? Mm, true. So why does it change if there's an ocean in your backyard? Think about it, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Mark. All right, brother. You take care. All right, let's continue, shall we? I think we will. Now, most of us don't have an ocean in our backyard. I understand that. But this has nothing to do with that. This is a matter of rights. And how quickly people are prepared to steal other people's rights for themselves. And this is why you have national health care and stuff like that. Well, I get health care. Well, the other guy gets, you know, he's a schlub. He doesn't, well, but I get it and I like it. Right? Lynn, Las Vegas, Nevada, our great affiliate there, KDON, K-D-W-N, and home of my buddy Rick Harrison. How are you? Hi, Mark. Second time caller. We don't know each other, but last time I talked to you, I mentioned my father, Georgie Woods, who you do know. Yes. Yes, I do. Well, Mark, my, my call is more complimentary than topical, but like others before me, I want to commend you and thank you for the recent guests on Life, Liberty, and Levin. Thank I, you. I really loved Ed Meese, and yes. God, he was great, and, and Palin, and, and Charles Hurt, and Dan Horowitz. Oh, they were just fantastic, and so was Peter Pry. I saw the last show, too. And so they were all well, you're good. You memorized them all. I can't remember I every single them. one of them. Thank you. <laughs> They're all so fantastic. I can't wait to redo the shows. I want to re, you know. And by, and by the way, Lynn, it. this Sunday, yeah. don't miss it. I think we're going to talk about it somewhat on Monday, but it is it is going to be absolutely fascinating with really a brilliant man who doesn't get the kind of attention he deserves. He's written brilliant things. <clears throat> That's the purpose of this program. Again, we're going to talk about science and evolution and progressivism, and they are all linked, and it's it's going to be fascinating if I say so myself. I know. You couldn't pay me not to watch it. Thank but you. But I just wanted you to know how much, um, you know, I really appreciate your scholarship and your, your intellectual depth. You're way over my head sometimes. But I, I, can keep, I can keep up, you know, and I read the books and, you know, I just... You're smart. So you'll you'll, you'll do great. Also, you're an outrageously funny personality. I'm laughing out <laughs> loud when I know I shouldn't be because these topics are so weighty and, and so serious. But you just crack me up so much. I love it. I love to laugh with you. Thank you, Lynn. You're very, Thank very you sweet. Thank you so very much. I pre- very By the way, do you have, do you, would you like a one-year subscription to CRTV? Oh, my God. You know I would. All right. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. Get Lynn's address. Let's get her a one-year subscription. We have great hosts there. 
Great programming there. Don't tell me I'm coming down with a damn cold now. I've had the worst six months. Asthma. But what is the other one? Not bronchitis. Uh, no, no. Uh, I had bronchitis first, then pneumonia. I mean, unbelievable. And I was broadcasting. I want to thank my beloved audience. You stuck with me through cough and sneeze and uh, breathlessness. Femzy. I assume that's a female. Femzy, Winchester, Virginia, the great WMAL. How are you, Femzy? I am fine. First time caller and um, a little nervous. Don't be nervous. I had a question for you. First of all, uh, I really, really enjoy watching your program on Fox. And I listen to you in my car on XM Radio. You're and so sweet. XM. And um, uh, I... I had a question about, uh, you know, today's Comey's fr- uh, wonderful friend with the extraordinary power. professor I mean, friend, the leaker. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, um, well, leaker's leaker, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, nobody was addressing uh, this culpability of this person. Of the they professor. In saying, um, you know, Comey had a right to do to do this and all that since this, he had clearances and all that. But at the end, he leaked it to the media. Well, listen, I think you have an excellent point, and I think I brought this up earlier, too. This professor, who Comey thinks he immunized by making him an FBI employee, and I would like to know what this professor actually did for the FBI and if he was actually paid for the FBI and how much time he put into the FBI, but that's a secondary point. If this professor, whether he was an employee or not, leaked the information to the New York Times, and that information uh, had any classified information or a rewrite of the classified information, he would be under the same legal gun. Even if there wasn't classified information, he'd be under another legal gun, which is you can't take government property, it's not yours, and give it to somebody else. So I think you're correct, Femzi. That's the, yeah, because uh, nobody was talking about it. I was you know, working, listening, talking. Well, you know, I am the senior judicial analyst of the Mark Levin Show. Are you aware of this? Yes. 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 All right, my friend. God bless you. Lovely lady. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Let me present this to you this way. I agree with what Kanye West is saying. Is it worth three days of wall-to-war coverage on cable TV and elsewhere? Rosie O'Donnell a couple weeks ago had massive ratings. Now they've kind of come down to earth. Was that worth two weeks of wall-to-war coverage and discussion? Roseanne Barr, what did I say? Rosie O'Donnell? No, that's not worth two seconds of discussion. Roseanne Barr. I don't dislike Roseanne Barr. I don't dislike or like Conway West. I don't know a damn thing about the guy. It's not my point. Has conservatism or pro-Trumpism, either or both, 
Do we have such wobbly legs that we need to cling on to people like this in order to in order to justify ourselves, in order to feel good? Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying these people should be defended when they come under attack by the left, but this is not saying some great cultural event. I don't want to hang my hat on Conway West or Roseanne Barr. Again, it has nothing to do with anything personally. I don't know the Ernie Grabowski. Let's pretend it's Ernie Grabowski. John Voigt's a conservative. He's a great man. He's a great guy. But we don't hang our hat on John Voigt. Gary Sinise. Terrific. And I'm starting to think it's because we have difficulty marshalling arguments for our, our ideas. That's what I'm starting to think. So we fight on the level of the left. Right? We fight on the level of the left. We don't need to fight on the level of the left. We need to fight, but fight on our level and drag them to our level. I would love nothing more than to debate Bernie Sanders one-on-one on my Fox show. He won't come because he wants to fight on the level that I'm talking about. Passion, emotion, shoot from the hip, that sort of thing. In his case, demagoguery and propaganda. He does not want to have a discussion about his ideology or my philosophy. He fears it because he doesn't want to use it in some video one day and he knows the media will never challenge him. I've promised to do it in a respectful way. I've promised to do it in an intelligent, scholarly way. But he won't do it. I'm told our bookers reached out to Elizabeth Warren's office. She won't do it. She won't do it. Now, those of you who've watched me on the Fox News channel on Sunday, you know it's a very professional, scholarly, at times, discussion. There's no yelling back and forth. You know, there's not people chit-chatting, interrupting each other. I want to delve into these topics. And not just with people who, who agree with me. But they won't do it. And so I think sometimes that's why we... we, we grab on to a Conway West or uh, Roseanne Barr, not because there's anything wrong with them. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they're lower than us. I'm not saying that either. I'm saying there's no point to this other than trying to get a quick ratings hit on TV or radio, I think, or to discuss something other than ought to be discussed. I mean, it can be interesting for a couple of hours, but three days? Three days. And by the way, now that Roseanne Barr's numbers for her show have, you know, gradually gone to where they were likely to go, she's not talked about anymore. And neither is her show. And let me make a a suggestion to you. Three weeks from now, Conway West won't be talked about anymore. Today is this great cultural figure. Three weeks from now, he's not. Which means he isn't. Now, I know this upsets people because the left is taken after this guy. There's no reason we shouldn't defend him. There's no reason we shouldn't defend his comments. But that's different than suggesting that this is some great event. It's not a great event. 
Well, that's my take on it anyway. Let us go to Clark, Los Angeles, California, 870 The Answer. How are you, sir? Mark, I love your show. You're one of the few uh, remnants of conservatism that we have on the air. But uh, I'm, I'm disturbed about beach access. I believe in private property. Um, I've, I, I love Hillsdale um, and Primus. What does I, I that read have to do with that. anything. All right, go ahead. But what? Yeah, well, I, I read. Um, I'm. I, I just love the literature. Um, Let's but, hit the beach thing. Let's hit well, the, the beach. The beach thing is this: Who has the right to buy up property and keep me from, let's say, just leaving the country? Let's say. Very, 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 very slow. Nobody's buying up property to keep you from anything. They absolutely. The are. people you who buy that, property aren't even thinking about Clark. Well, no, they're not thinking about Clark. They're thinking about their beautiful homes along the beach. And so what? What about their beautiful people. homes along the countryside or their beautiful homes in the mountains or their beautiful homes on the lake? Yeah, that's a good point. I like that. But what if I want to I, – don't I have a right to, to – No, no, no. You don't, you don't have a right. I'm sorry to upset you. You don't have a right to walk on somebody's private property without their permission. And if you're saying, I want access to the ocean, there's hundreds of miles, thousands of miles of access to ocean in this country. Public access to ocean in this country. Use the public beaches. It's like people who go into a bakery and say, I insist that you bake a cake for me on same-sex marriage. Why? There's other bakeries because I insist on it. There's no reason for that. I'll be right back. Mark Levin Show, the pool feed for the conservative media. Dive in now, 877-381-3811. I think we've been getting some very, actually, uh, interesting calls tonight. So we'll, we'll keep at it until it, you know, turns south, which is inevitable. Ricky, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the great WGTK, go. Yes, sir. Mark, it's an honor to talk to you. I learn so much from you every day, man. Thank you, buddy. Um, what I was wanting to call about is, you know, living at the beach, I understand I'm a full supporter, you know, of property rights and what you buy. You know, you go, uh, you, you buy a nice property on the beach, that is definitely yours. So, but also you have public parking spaces. So if someone were to park in a public parking space and walk maybe a half a mile or a mile, and they're in front of your beach property, um, that's, that's the issue I'm looking at as far as, you know, the people privatizing their beach, because at the highest of a tide, then your know, water will come to your property. And, and I mean, I don't know the law. I, I'm not as versed as law as you okay, are. Okay, all right, let's let us. Water has nothing to do with it. Water is not a person. Water is not the government. Water is nature. We're talking about government interfering in somebody's private property rights. Now, there are occasions when government should interfere, interfere with private property rights. And we don't need to go through that tonight. We can do that another night. I have no problem with that. But if it's because somebody just wants access to an ocean, which they can get access to an ocean in a thousand different ways, uh, I'm not buying it. Um, now, you, now, your example is as an example. You said you park, what, a mile or a mile and a half away from a public beach? Is that what you said? Oh, no, you park at the public beach, but say you want to sit in the sun or you want to go swimming in front of somebody's property. Or someone's well, well if you're at a public beach, why don't you use the public beach? Well, you're still on the public beach, but you could easily walk, you know, uh, 20, 
you know, 20, okay, 30 but, yards. But that's not like intentionally taking somebody's private property. No, sir. No, sir. I'm not talking about somebody, you know, walking and they happen to walk on somebody's beach. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this law now that's been passed in Florida where localities cannot, you know, take somebody's private beach for public purposes without going through a particular process. But the no, the, the onus is on the local governments. That that's private property, like anybody else's private property. Yes, sir. And by the way, it's that it's not just be. It can be a lake. It can be a river. <clears throat> it can be a pond. I don't care what it is. And it doesn't even have to be water related. It could be in a mountain. It could be a farmland. It could be a ranch. Whatever it, it is. A, it could be something with a great view. It could be something with a great view. Uh, and finally, I do want to agree with you. We have HA down here, and I think the HOA are like, you know, they're like similar to, to, to criminals. It's, it is, it's like racketeer. They're, they're much, HOA is one of the most horrible things in the world. It took us how long, honey, to get a fence in our backyard? What was it? I'm told, shh, don't talk about this anymore. I think it took us four months. Oh, my God. That is Five months. The Five months. Well, yeah, I own every damn piece of it. So I remember uh, you talking about them on the radio that one time, oh, yeah. and I, I could I just could relate to you because they they pick and choose and fight a battle over the stupidest things in the world, just trying to you know tell you. What and and let me tell it. you something: both of my neighbors didn't care. One neighbor is a wooded area, squirrels, foxes, and so forth. None of them objected. And on the other end, there's a house that is empty. So nobody gave a damn. And the fence isn't even at the end of the property. The fence is up. Ah, whatever. But anyway, Ricky, thank you, my friend. Let us continue, shall we? Do I have to do something, Mr. Producer? Oh, yes, something I want to do. You know, you keep getting those invitations in your mailbox. In fact, you may have already joined. You've got the AARP card. A-A-R-P-L, it ought to be. AARP, liberal. Liberal. You're paying for a liberal organization. But, Mark, I like the discounts. I like the benefits. I'm going to fix all this for you right now. Right now. <clears throat> Rather than joining a liberal lobbying group that spends your hard-earned tax dollars, I should say private dollars, lobbying against what you actually stand for and believe in, well, we have what's called AMAC. It was founded by Dan Weber. AMAC is also less than $20 a year, just like the AARPL. AMAC also helps with insurance plans, travel, other discounts and benefits. And AMAC's card will also pay for itself 10 times over. But when you choose AMAC, your dollars go to support the ideals that you believe in, like protecting our borders, like getting rid of Obamacare. AMAC gets its voice from you, the member, over a million strong, including me, Join now at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Now, chances are you're going to join an organization when you turn 50. Choose wisely. Don't choose the A-A-R-P-L. Go for AMAC, the one that represents you. Join AMAC today. One more time. A-M-A-C dot U-S. All right. Let us go to Larry, Chicago, Illinois, on the Mark Levin app. How are you, Larry? Yep. Hey, Mark. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, sir. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Life, Liberty, and Living. Great. You know, I, I really enjoy that show every Sunday. But you're never going to get one of these guys. Maybe somebody a little lesser known, but these guys. They're low IQ, but they still have a few functioning brain cells, and <laughs> they know better than to to get on your show because they can't, as respectful as you would be and as interesting as it would be, um, they know that they're going to get tore up based on based on just the facts. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to engage on the uh, on the principles, you know, on the ideas. That's all. Right, and it would, it, you know, it really would be interesting. Uh, they just, I, I listened to, uh, like today you had um, Comey talking to Anderson Cooper. These yes. guys have been getting softball questions from the media for so long now that they don't know how to engage in a rational debate and discussion. Um, I heard Nancy Pelosi a couple of months ago, and some woman on CNN asked her even a moderately hard question, and by the end of it, she was losing her mind, and, and mm-hmm. she ended with just saying, I, you don't know what you're talking about. I, to, with all due respect, you have no mm-hmm. idea what you're talking about. That's how she ended it, because she, yeah. she couldn't argue with the woman. So, I mean, that's all you're going to get from the majority, at least the ones like... Well, I want to try, try then, and we are, to talk to their intellectuals. Let's have that discussion. I hope you get one because I would. Uh, you know, I watch we're we're definitely working on it, you know, because obviously they're all smarter than I am, so they ought to be happy to do it. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see about that. <laughs> How are your Chicago Bulls, by the way? And I'm not saying that sarcastically. Uh, I am from. I am originally from New Jersey. I am um, in Chicago. I got laid off a couple years ago. And we are on our way to Florida. I hope I get down there in time to cast a vote for Ron DeSantis because we have to get oh, out yes. of this place. Let me tell um, you something. There's a guy running against Ron DeSantis. What's his name again? Adam something or Putman. Adam Putman. He is the uh, he's the lap boy for the sugar uh, industry here in Florida. And they are they are doing everything they can, the sugar lobby, to get this guy elected governor of Florida. And I hope the good people of Florida are paying attention to uh, Ron DeSantis because he is outstanding. He'll keep their taxes down. Uh, and he'll look out for the people of Florida. I've come to know Ron DeSantis, and I'm a huge admirer of his. All right, Larry, you're right on, baby. Take care. Let's continue. Walt, Junction, Missouri, the great KZRZ. Go. Hey, Mark. By the way, uh, Missouri Missouri is the show-me state, is it, Doc? That's correct, yes. Has Stormy Daniels been there lately? (laughs) Uh no, you anyway. don't want to hear what I think of Stormy Daniels. No, no, don't, don't say it. No, no, go right ahead. I wonder what Conway West thinks. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, Mark, I wanted to, you know. Oh, I know. I'm saying Conway. It's Kanye. Uh, uh whatever. about uh, how he's released uh, classified documents and he doesn't appear to be the least bit worried about any prosecution. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe I'm going to be proved right as to why he's not worried. I yeah. think him and Hillary Bowles have had a uh, get-out-of-jail-free card given to them by the Swampers in Washington. You know what? You might be right. And that sounds like something my dad would say, too, which is, just look at these people. They always get away with it. But McCabe might not get away with it, right? Yep. No, no. Maybe, maybe they're just throwing him to the wolves in order to to, to take care of Comey. Yep. 
That's exactly it. They're going to protect them, whatever they got to do. You know what, Walt? I actually know where Junction, Missouri is. You believe that? <laughs> How about that? Just outside of Joplin. That's correct. I was testing you. All right, Walt. God bless you, my friend. Let's go to Angelo, Rockaway, New York. See, we're bouncing all around the country. I love this show. People all over the country. The great WABC. Angelo, how are you? Mark, how are you? Um, Mark, I want to get right to the point. Yes, sir. My first question to you uh, doesn't relate to the show, but in a way it does. Knowing what you know about the Democratic Party and the things they've done, what future do you see the Democratic Party going to and how would it affect the Republican Party and, at the end, the United States? Speak to me like that. I see the Democrat Party. I see the Democrat Party continuing to grow in its autocracy. That is, uh, it is so thoroughly unmoored from our founding principles. I see it continuing to grow and to use the iron fist. And I, uh, it, it is a great danger to the country because the Democrat Party really is a a um, uniquely singular ideological party you know there's a few out here and there and people try to cling to them but the fact is the party is hard hard left progressive and so i see it as an increasingly dangerous uh, political entity what was your next question oh my next question would be every once in a while during the anniversary of the uh, revolutionary war I noticed that sometimes you talk about the revolutionary, and you, and you said one word that stuck to my mind. You said separatists. Are the Liberal Party the separatists of today? I think they are. I think they are the separatists. Uh, when you look at what's going on in California, which is really now the hub of the progressive radical left, uh, don't they look like separatists to you? I mean, they have sanctuary cities that seek to separate themselves from federal immigration law, uh, and they consider themselves an entity unto themselves. Uh, when it comes to even the National Guard that the president called up to protect the southern border, uh, the governor of California conducts himself like he's running a separate country. And so, you know, we have federalism in this country, the Tenth Amendment, uh, but where you have, under our Constitution, certain federal authority, you know, when it comes to the military, when it comes to immigration and securing the border and so forth, it's not a federalism issue. A federalism issue goes to all these other issues, which the left rejects. So, yes, I think my point is that they make many of the same arguments as the old Confederacy did, unrelated to race and unrelated to, to slavery and so forth. It's not my point. The, the Democrat Party is the nullification party, which, which preceded the secession party. And uh, you hear in California, they often talk about secession, as a matter of fact. So uh, in that sense, they have adopted the, uh, some of the ideological points, <coughs> excuse me, the old Confederacy. Right. All right, Angelo. Mark, and I'm looking forward and, 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 and getting all your books very soon, especially, listen, uh, Recru- uh, re- uh, Rediscovering. Right? Tell you what, Angelo, don't hang up. I'm going to send you Liberty and Tyranny. I think you'll like that book. Mr. Producer, let's send that to Angelo. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
I should. Didn't I pick this one, Rich? What happens is I'll be in the car or something like that, and I'll hear a song that I like, and I'll send it to Mr. Producer. Mr. Producer is unbelievable. And you know what? I should say that anyway. Rich Cementa is the best executive producer there is. The guns man, he's the best. You know what? He's been one of my buddies. How, How far back, Mike? Nine years. For him, it's like a prison sentence. <clears throat> but we've had a blast. We, and we've had our buddy Steve, Charlie. Now we have Valdez over here. Valdez is working his way in. All right. You can help put a pocket copy of the Constitution in the hands of every public high school and middle school student in the country. Why wouldn't you want to help with that effort? Especially since Hillsdale College is spearheading this ambitious project. Now, many of you have taken one of Hillsdale College's free online courses on the Constitution, Economics, History, and Freedom. Others have attended the free regional events Hillsdale sponsors around the nation. Some of you benefit from Hillsdale's free work with charter schools. Hillsdale does these things as part of their mission to help all Americans pursue truth and defend liberty, to help Americans become better citizens, and to preserve freedom. Now they're reaching out to public schools by sending a copy of the Constitution and Declaration of Independence to every middle and high public school principal in America, along with an offer to provide free copies for every student. Learn how you can help in this historic effort to reach America's youth with truth and how you can get your own copy of Hillsdale's pocket Constitution to keep or give away at levinforhillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Well, I see another broadcast company that shall be nameless because I don't want to cause any problems. He's throwing another couple of hosts at yours truly. I think it's their seventh or eighth attempt. It won't work. They should just all embrace me and embrace this show. Seriously. They should just get in on the show. Now, the problem, of course, is we can't be on two stations in the same market. So that's their problem. But, you know, we have a wonderful shared uh, programming with a lot of companies. I'm with Westwood One Cumulus. We have a wonderful relationship with iHeartRadio, with Intercom, with Salem, a whole bunch of others, which we greatly appreciate. So get on the Mark Levin train. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going anywhere. I signed a lifetime agreement pretty damn much. And here I be. Here I be, here I is. All right, let's continue. I am uh, actually very impressed with the callers this hour. That's why I'm continuing with callers. Make America great again. Rick, San Bernardino, California, Sirius Satellite, go. Mark, thank you very much for taking my call. You and your team do a wonderful job. Thank I have you. a quick point and a quick question. Uh, earlier yes. callers have been rambling off all sorts of crimes, codes, violations of Comey, the Clintons, all these things, but they're overlooking the biggest crime being committed, and that is yeah. no one is being charged. No one is being held accountable, and I feel like nothing is being done. Well, Jess McCabe may be charged. We don't know yet. That's been referred. But if you mean the big dogs, you're quite right. And they're investigating the wrong people. They're investigating the president and his people for collusion with Russia. Now, I would say they should be done by now. Now, Comey says, 
I want to sit down with Trump to interview him to make sure he didn't obstruct justice. President ought to say, guess what? You can sit on it and send him a cucumber. What do you think of that? I got a quick question for you, yes. um, and I'll, I'll move on. Uh, recently, my best friend has passed away. Oops. Uh, his, name, his name was Chester. Chester was a canine. I understand oh. you went through something similar. It wrote a book on it. And yes. what's the name of the book, and is it still available? Do we have the book, Rescuing Sprite, my book, Rich? Don't hang up, Rick. I'm very, very sorry. We will send it to you. But don't hang up. We'll get your address. And, yes, I know, I know what you're going through. Trust me. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Don't forget, I'll be here tomorrow, and we'll join you then. God bless. Take care.